Welcome to the Collaborative Resource Hub by Wellness Provisions. Our mission is to bridge the gap between mental health, wellness, and music, specifically rock and roll. I'm Amy McBride, owner of Wellness Provisions, the most badass wellness business. Wellness Provisions supplies rock and rollers with high quality supplements. We give you a trustworthy place to go where you can essentially shop blindfolded. Our wellness kits were created out of a need to simplify your shopping experience and make it stress-free. You'll get the most effective nutrients in the least amount of bottles with the least trial and error. Visit the Collaborative Resource Hub for helpful resources that can nudge you in the right direction when you're ready to incorporate some wellness into your life. My goal is to facilitate inspiration. You don't have to feel alone. I know that's easier said than done, but if that guy did it, so can you. Let's inspire each other. Last but not least, my legal disclaimer, nothing in this interview or the Collaborative Resource Hub substitutes medical advice. Please connect with your GP if you need medical guidance. All right, so this interview uh, was awesome. Um, I had so much fun talking with Lisa K. Kaula from the Bell Rays. Um, man, we ended up after the interview, we talked for another probably 20 minutes. And then finally, it's like, well, our days must go on. Um, so this interview was super fun. Uh, she got into um, really just talking a lot about gratitude, um, owning yourself, being a decisive person, um, being your authentic self, and uh, just dominating your fucking life. So enjoy. Lisa, what is up? Nothing much. Just Thank living that life here. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. So you, madam, are the singer of the Bell Rays. Yes, that's yeah. me. Woo! Uh, yes. Um, so we do it all. <laughs> yeah. So if you had to describe your band to someone who hasn't heard you before, how would you describe it? Punk rock soul. That would be the that would be the first thing that I would say. Um, I'm kind of and have always been against descriptors, which is probably why people have to go and dig to find me. Is because I've never really glommed on to that whole. You better name yourself before everybody else does. Well, yeah. they showed me name me at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> Labels can be a service and a disservice. So there's, you know, absolutely. And I don't really think that there's anything out there that truly describes anything, especially music. Um, you know, how would somebody describe Duke Ellington, you know, if they didn't have, if you could not use the word jazz. Right. And even in the word jazz, it doesn't really describe it. So I always just feel like we need to put the legwork in. We need to actually listen to whatever it is that we're going to listen to. It's going to be something that it will be, I can say this about whatever we, what I do. It will be something you thoroughly enjoy. There you go. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Other than that, don't talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, I've said, um, I don't know, in like a post on social media or whatever, it's, you know, mentioning like good music. And I'm like, hold on, that's redundant. Yeah. It's music. It is good. That's right. That's right. And it's all about perspective, you know. Yeah. Definitely not there. I look at it like this, and it's kind of the way I look at, you know, dealing with my mental health. I am not everybody's cup of tea. I am not meant to be everybody's cup of tea. There are many different types of tea so that people can select whatever kind they want so that I never have to be a red tea or an herbal tea or whatever kind of tea it is that somebody thinks that they need. I'm not here to get those kind of accolades. 
So I'm here you, to just who I am. If you had to actually label yourself a kind of tea, what would it be? <laughs> you walked into that one. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, I think, actually, now that I say that, I actually think I would be like one of those red bush teas. Okay. Um, ones from, I, I wanna say they're from Africa. They're like this, this really pow kind of flavor tea. So I'd be a red tea. Awesome. <laughs> um, what have you played with any other um, bands or had other side projects? I've done quite a few. I've done one with a group called the Basement Jacks. Uh, okay. That's a dance group. I've done stuff with the Crystal Method. I've done songs with the Bloody Beat Roots. Um, I did one with uh, Gango. What's his name from the Violent Femmes? I did a, a song with him. I can't think of his name right now. It's just kind of right out of my head. Uh, I've done event, oh, I've done um, when the MC5 kind of regrouped. I did one with Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses. I did some stuff with Mark Arm from Mud Honey. I mean, I've, I've, I've been really fortunate. I've done, a, I've been able to kind of get on the page with Jesse Mallon and do a lot of these other events where it's, it's really fun, really that fun. That is for awesome. Me. Yeah. And cool. it crosses all those lines of rock. Yeah. Which we could argue on that for hours too. So. Yeah. Well, and that's why like this thing that I'm doing, I'm just saying rock and roll because I mean, mm -hmm. it could be like lo-fi psych garage, you know, punk rock, like ultimately though it's rock. And I rock. like but I like that you said that. And that's, I actually just brought that up. I do, um, we do live concerts uh, weekly. Um, we call them our rock shows yeah. on our Facebook page. And we do those in, but in between, we talk about the songs and what they mean and just talk about, you know, music in general. And one of the things I brought up this week was about how it's all rock and roll. You know, we can try to subdivide it, call it this, call it that, try to, take a chunk out of, um, you know, to call it rap, to call this R&B, to call these other things that, but they are rock and roll. Mm -hmm. That's where the basics of it come from. You know, yeah. it, you don't have an arranger, you got four people in the band or whatever, or how many ever putting this stuff together. Right. That's rock and roll. It's a band doing some stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or or a couple people doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Prince in his room doing stuff. Whoever yeah. it is, Kate Bush doing stuff. That is rock and roll. <laughs> there you go. Um, was there a point in your life that you kind of reached where you realized you had to be your own priority? Otherwise you weren't going to make it. Um, yeah, I was actually pretty young. I was, I want to say, you know, that part in junior high school when, when you just kind of first discover that girls can be mean when they really, when they just get to that point where up to that point, you had never experienced that level of, and oh, I, I can't even specific cruelness, cruelty, cruelness, mm -hmm. um, where it's almost like we like you because you're like us, but you're different. And then it's that's been weaponized against you at some point where they go and they do that. And I remember that happening. And I remember the pit, you know, that that feeling in the pit of your stomach where you just feel empty and alone and you don't know what to do and I remember and I don't know why I don't know if I'm just built that way but I just said this feeling really sucks I really don't like this feeling I'd much rather just be able to be happy with what I think about myself 
with what how I feel about um, what's going on, not not really looking at these other people. And that was a really easy thing for me. You know, it hurt, those things hurt, but I found a pathway. I feel like it was easy because I saw so many other girls, you know, going up to it, struggle with that when it would happen to them. And I would ask them, I'd say, well, why do you even care what these people think? Who cares what, because it never even occurred to me that that would be difficult. I just thought, oh, well, this is what people do when things get too tough, they just automatically reason in their mind that this doesn't make any sense to be caring about what these other people think. And then they choose themselves. That's not true. <laughs> that's not <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I realized like that kind of, cause I mean, I'm like that, like I would beat up other kids for making, I mean, and I was not a cool kid, but I was yeah. beating up the other kids for bullying the other, you know, like stand up for the underdogs. Right. But that not, it is weird that not everyone, and I'm almost learning that like even now that that um, resilience, that fire, like get up and fucking keep going and who cares yes. you think and, and being your authentic self, like not everybody has that. And that's sad. It is. And it's, and it's, it's one of those things that, that I think we take for granted that people have in themselves. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, a lot of the language that we hear on a daily basis to combat things like um, people gaining weight or being heavier than they're supposed to be or what these norms are supposed to be, what are somebody on a magazine supposed to look at, why, why the amount of advertising that goes at young women has increased, what, a thousand percent or more since when I was growing up. Yeah. And I think it was high then. So it, when we think about these things, like somebody obviously knows that there's a lot of people that don't really think that well about themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, then it's, yeah, it's, it's predatory marketing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Was there, so like, did you ever do, um, I don't know, how did you, like, did you do like journaling or what did you do when you were younger or even now, like as an adult that kind of keeps you like on the level? I journal a lot now. I do, I do a lot of journaling now. I think when I first started it, I wasn't, I've never been a very organized person growing up. I didn't grow up with that kind of organization around me um, and grew up Catholic. So there was always a lot of guilt. So that's just always generally there. So when you have those things and you're just trying to find a way, I think I kind of just kept myself busy um, reading, singing to myself, doing things like that. But um, I had younger siblings that I needed to take care of. Okay. So it helped as a distraction. I feel like it really helped as a distraction. And when I say younger siblings, I mean like I was 11 and then my first uh, sibling was born. And then I'm the, yeah, so then the, the highest distance between me and my um, youngest sister is 18 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so right at those troubling years, if you have stuff like that thrown in there to help with, like distract you, you know, having a little brother spill nail polish all over your dress is a great distraction from, you know, oh, our world's awful, blah, blah, you know, whatever it is that you're wallowing in at but that, you know trying to get taken away too. <laughs> so to be slightly analytical for a second, do you think it was a distraction or do you think it actually kind of pushed you to like prioritize issues or like, you know, what's that, what, what really is important or not? 
I think your description is better that it taught me how to prioritize that it taught me, but it also does this other weird thing that I feel like we need to address in today's society. There are expectations for females. I have a cat, by the way. <laughs> in case you see her tail, that's, that's what the just happened. cat I've seen in a long time. <laughs> or you're super tiny, one of the two. <laughs> she's like 14 pounds. She's just, I think she's got Ben Coon in her. Wow. Yeah. That's she's a big cat. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say she's a little, you know, a little fat, but I'm like, she's, she's just a bigger cat and she can still oh. jump and hunt everything. Yeah, so. She doesn't look fat at all to me. She looks big. Yeah. She looks big, like yeah. a big cat. But she's not <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's not, you know, whatever she's supposed to be, right? Right, right, right. There's that whole thing. This whole idea of what we're supposed to be, the whole idea of what women are supposed to be like more maternal. And if you have siblings, take care of them and do all this other stuff. And I'll admit, I did a lot of those things, you know, because that's basically what we do. But after hashtag me too, I started really questioning every one of those things that I'm supposed to do. All of those things that are put out there for me to do. And I've completely gone and done about faces on lots of stuff really and conversations about it with the people that i'm having a conversation about and say shit like hey that sounds real hashtag me too -y. i'm not really buying that i'm not i'm not biting on that anymore and i really appreciate the fact that i've that that happened and that i'm able to like help free myself from yeah. a lot of that stuff yeah um i just like your like truth <laughs> like I I like that about you like already I'm just like I love it um because so many people I mean they just want to say um you know the right thing or look the right way but it's like right according to who and just right be yourself I learned early on and this is another school thing that happened um I want to say I was like five or six years old and somebody came over near me at the table and was talking when we weren't supposed to be talking. Yeah. I didn't talk. I didn't say anything. And I looked over at the teacher and then she said, Lisa, you're talking. And I said, I'm not talking. That wasn't me. And then the teacher just insisted that I was talking. So then I was like, at that moment, I was like, oh, so people can just decide what they want. You know, I'm lucky I could analyze in that way at that age and just say, you know, what? well, fuck her. Yeah. You know, in my mind, I know that's what I was thinking about it, but I also learned somebody comes over you and starts talking, walk away. Right. <laughs> like, if they don't want to listen and somebody's going to probably try to blame me because I'm, because of whatever reason, I don't have to know what the reason is. Mm -hmm. It won't be right, but I don't have any control over that. Yeah. I can't, I don't, and it's almost, and it's the same way with feelings. You know, I can't make somebody like me. I can't make somebody love me. I wouldn't want to. Anyway, it's just, I don't need anything ever that bad. I've yep. learned, I mean, one of the cool things that happened in that whole situation with those girls when that happened when, I, when they were teenagers and I just remember being ostracized from whatever their group was. I remember thinking, you know what? This school's pretty big and I go to different classes like every period because it's junior high school. So there's tons of people for me to be distracted with and by and you know hang out with and just not even really worry about these girls mm -hmm. just change it up don't be 
don't go because I hated the idea of just like hoping that somebody would let me back in. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, I I don't want to be somewhere where somebody's got to let me in to yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't need that. It's freeing to not need, you know, to not be in need mode. mode. Yeah. To not be in need mode. It's really, and I'm not saying that I can do everything on my own, but if I'm around, I can, I learned my superpower was that, you know, whatever I wanted to get out of whatever relationship, you know, technically whatever names it was that you called kids at that time, the surfers or the, the nerds or the whatever, whatever group it was, I could navigate in and out of those groups. It didn't matter whether those other girls still liked me, I was still, I knew that I could do that. And I noticed a big change in the way that they wanted to let me back in and I didn't want to go back. I was just like, I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need to be mean to you, but I also don't need that. I don't, yeah. I don't need that validation. Yeah. And it's uh, knowing, yeah, your value, you know, no, like, and no honoring honoring that like when I was uh I don't know like 13 14 I was getting into punk rock and so my best friend from age two up until then like so it was like we were at a crossroads I started getting into punk rock and she started becoming just like a slut basically <laughs> and like those were her priorities as like you know makeup and trying to get older guys and all this kind of stuff and I'm just like that is not me. I don't need that. I don't want that. And like, I'm going to be the weirdo. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And that takes, you don't realize how much it takes, but it takes recognizing that you don't, your decision doesn't have to please somebody else either. Your decision to do that. You don't even really have to explain it. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to, Mm -hmm. I just don't want to do that. That's all there is to it. I'm, I, I can see that you want to, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, so changing gears, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, when you're on tour in the past, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to qualify, we have to say that now. <laughs> so in your past days, when you've been on tour, um, are there any healthy habits you make a point of keeping? Yes. Sleep, sleep, sleep all the time. Sleep. Like whenever you can get a nap, whenever you can sleep, we always had this thing once we started touring, we said, no matter what you may think and no matter what the books say, you can bank sleep. Yeah. You can just get, while you can get as much as you can, there is not sleeping too much when you're in the van. There is not sleeping too much when you're on the plane. There is not sleeping too much whenever you can because one of these times through the tour, you're gonna have to stay up all night or you're gonna have to do this other thing or have a night drive or just have a bad night's rest. Yeah. And you need to be prepared for that by just sleeping and sleeping and then maybe a little bit more sleep to go with your sleep. <laughs> Can you usually sleep well on your own or do you like, have you needed like eye masks or herbal remedies or anything? When when I first started touring um, and we started touring later in our lives too, we, we, you know, I was already 30 when I started touring. Oh, wow. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I can sleep anytime. I could do this, blah, blah, blah. 40 hit and then it was just like oh sleep doesn't just come easy sleep is pretty torturous i remember going to do some stuff with uh this project called femina with uh, the legendary tiger man and it had tons of people on it like um what's the blueberry pancakes chick from 
Maria, Maria, what's her blueberry pancakes from uh, Pulp Fiction. She's the girl that that asked for the Maria de Medeiros. Oh, oh, oh! I, she's one I, of, she's a singer too. She's a great singer. Asia Argento and a lot of these people were on this thing. This this big kind of like all women thing. And I remember having to go over there to play on this this these live dates, and I had not slept for days. Like I just kept trying to get catnaps, and it just wasn't happening. And it was that was when it was new. So it was just blow, it was mind boggling, trying to work your way and move around sleep deprived. And when I was sleep deprived, that's when I realized this is why we always want to have sleep because you don't make rational decisions. You are not normal. You are not who you are meant to be when you don't have enough sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like your brain and like your decision-making, I mean, all of that starts to get like impaired, all impaired, all impaired. And I think I really feel like it's an it's an epic or it had been up until this pandemic. I think it had been an epidemic. And I think many people's crazy reactions to being in lockdown have to do with the fact that they were finally getting sleep and having to deal with who they are. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's not just about, oh, my God, you know, life is stressful. It's like, no, you haven't been getting you've been running on empty for most of your life. So you've mm-hmm. been in this fight or flight mode and now you got some sleep and now you're like holy shit this is my life like (laughs) totally yeah like yeah like they're like hormones and everything's starting to balance and then it's like oh this is actually yeah this is my life now and this is my reality yeah and you can't like avoid it and or you don't have the opportunity to burn the candle at both ends (laughs) even if you wanted to there are people i feel like there are so many people that are so used to like, I liken this to people that end up in horrible relationships with where they just keep finding the same person over and over again. Yeah. Like a pattern, a pattern. And I feel like it's because they're looking for a certain level of conflict to feel that need in them Mm -hmm. for that certain level of content. I'm not saying that every relationship is like that, but so many people that I know personally, they keep going out to find that person. I can look at those people that they find, put them in a lineup and say, oh yeah, they all have that quality of having that much tension in that relationship. And there are people that think that that, that tension is love, that that tension is whatever it is that they're, that thing is the food, but it's actually the parasite. Mm-hmm. And they're just so used to it being there That's that it. they don't, they never recognized it. Yeah. It becomes so familiar that you don't realize, like it, it's your normal. It's you know? your normal. And it's your normal. Yeah. That's such a loaded term, normal. It's, it's one of those things that we've, it's all, it's what we've used as a means of, you know, really rallying people to be any kind of ist, you know, Whatever it is that somebody is going to be, you know, a sexist, a racist, a, you know, what con- nonconformist, whatever it is, it's always based around what someone else or what has been determined as normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have never fit any of those things. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, and it's not by choice. It's not like I've gone out and just wanted to bucket, but I was not willing to say, oh, there's something wrong with me because I don't fit into these guidelines. It's just like, no, maybe they're, maybe something's wrong with their scope. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're looking at, maybe they're squinting their eye too much when they yeah. look at me. 
do you, do, I mean, but is, is it even like a, a knowing like an actual awareness that you have that like, hey, this isn't like, I don't fit in that. Cause I've, I've known for myself, it doesn't really even occur to me that like, oh wait, that's, I, that's not me. Um, I, and I have to say this in the, <laughs> after thinking about things in the terms of like, hashtag me too, because to me that movement, and I, I could not have pointed out one situation where I've ever been in anything like most of what these, what I saw reported and the things that I heard people say. And I, I want to say that my, I kind of saved myself a little bit by just without having, knowing how I did it by those kind of decisions I made from age 13, you yeah. know, when you kind of say, this doesn't feel good, whatever. When I start to think of it in the like, in the realm of the whole hashtag me too, the things that I, um, you know, when I reflect back on memories, when I, when I see those things, I look at it like, um, like, you know, I just kind of thought that was the way things were supposed to be. And my reaction, I just kind of worked on a gut reaction of like, uh, that feels good or that doesn't feel good. I didn't really think about what it was saying to me. I didn't really think about the fact that somebody was actually trying to keep me down or any of those other things until I started looking at it later and saying, oh yeah, that was an attempt to just kind of, you know, high <laughs> bosh right. on this other thing. So I don't, as far as it, me being informed on it, it's easy for me to look back and say, oh yeah, that was me. That was me um, kind of recognizing this, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was really a true recognition other than like a gut reaction or, or this could be, this could be kind of hard or I don't really need this in my life or, you know, it does, and not a big, you know, loaded, I don't really need this in my life. Just like, like ah, I don't, like you don't need a pair of red shoes at the moment. And you, you know, that kind of thing. Ah, I don't really yeah. need this. In my life. Yeah. Just a passing thought, an awareness just of it. Passing, just a passing thought that I've lucked out on mm -hmm. that, you know, I just happen to just make the right choice or, or whatever. Yeah. What other things do you uh, implement in your life that keep you balanced? Gratitude, gratitude, and then some more gratitude. And that means like, um, I don't mind saying this. I'm a fucking kick-ass singer. I'm like one of those world-class kind of singers that very few people know about. And it's one of those things where it used to, I used to let it kind of like, oh, well, look at what they're getting and look at this and blah, blah, blah. And then you start thinking, but you know what, Lisa, you really don't want to play by the rules, by those rules. Like you really don't want to have, you really don't want to be a booty shaker. You really don't want to go and play this, this label game. You really like to tell people to fuck off when they, you need to tell them to fuck off. And that's one of, and you're a woman that wants to do that before any of this hashtag me too kind of shit and you wanted to play rock and roll and you wanted to play in punk clubs and you wanted to just generally hang out with a bunch of guys that also didn't want to play the rules or didn't want to do that thing. So, you know, kind of look at it like these are your choices. Yeah. And when you start looking at your life as choices, when you start looking at your life as how you relate to the rest of your life and you can change the way you relate to your life in a second. Yep, you at can any change point. it at any point you can change it it's when you know that's when i started really seeing oh i just need to be grateful for these these just breath i need to be 
grateful for breath. And then I need to be grateful for those people that stuck around in my life before I even knew how to recognize that people that hung out with me, like my husband that's been with me, you know, for 30 plus years and my daughter and, and just all these people in my family and people, other bandmates and other musicians that have been in my life or people that, you know, my fans that love being a part of my life or, yeah. or you know, people that drove me to not really like them so that I'd go and do something else. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. That I was able bounce off of that and do something else yeah I mean well that kind of reminds me like I feel like regret I don't believe in regrets because every choice you've made has allowed you to become the person you are and like you gotta love the person you are exactly exactly that what you just said right there um I think it informs us about a lot of the things that we've seen happening in our society um there are Literally, I mean, it's literally like a pandemic. And there are people out there arguing whether or not they should have to wear a mask, which is the most selfless thing that you could do, which is, you know, exuding. But then I, I start thinking, these people are just so selfish. They're just this and they're all these other things. And then I, the thing that gets to me even more is I start to tell myself, no, these people don't like themselves at all. These people are so wrapped in fear and all these other things, they're so hurting on their own that they don't know how to not hurt other people. Yeah. They, that is their modus operandi mm -hmm. is hurt because that's what they wake up with in the morning. That's who they are in the morning, no matter what mask, no matter how nice they look, no matter what job they have or how much money they have, they do not have a good relationship with themselves. Yeah. Can't reach out to anyone. Yeah, I feel like you either make your choices, whatever your choices are, they're made from love or fear. Yep. I mean, like that's it's I so basic. Know. Yeah. Every choice is that basic. Mm -hmm. I and, and I don't, I don't think any choice is too small or too big for that to be the scale. Yeah. For that thing that you that you go with, and that's why when I hear people saying things like "lead with love." <sighs> Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. That's even if you, even if it all gets messed up, your heart was in the right place. That's it. And you're putting good vibrations, you know, but like yeah. a positive frequency out there. And like, even if something gets blundered along the way, like you're, it's, you truly had good intentions. And yeah. 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 Because I really feel the, I mean, I feel even the same way that you do <laughs> when we start to say things like good vibrations and all of these other things. We've been made to think that talking like that and feeling like that are negative or something that someone should look at as, oh, I don't know if I should trust that person. But literally, we have people running around saying for women, and it doesn't matter which way you go on this issue, but wanting to tell a woman whether or not she can, what she can do with her body. And they won't tell people to stop selling guns. Right. That, those kind of things, when people start saying stuff like that, it's like, oh, you're working on another plane that I don't ever need to get to know. I don't need to try to convince you of anything. You are doing something that is intrinsically wrong in the universe. Yeah. You're broken. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and I... I feel like this is a rabbit hole, but basically like a lot of uh, choices that are presented to the people, you know, like, I don't, when has, 
a lot of higher, you know, government or entities had most people's best interest in mind. Exactly. That's a great yeah. point. It's and it's true. And it's one of those things that we I've heard somebody else mention that, you know, that we need to be thinking about each other, mm-hmm. not waiting for the government to come. Don't wait for the government to come and think about your neighbor. Think about your neighbor. Yeah. Think about your neighbor. Yeah. That, is, that does not take that doesn't take a lot of thought. You know, he lives right next door to you. You know, if just start talking to these people. Find out if you like them or not. Doesn't mean you're gonna like them, but having a thought about them. Yeah. Praying for having good intentions, compassion for them, mm-hmm. thinking, just waking up and thinking good thoughts toward them, you know, can inform the rest of your day. And I've done, I've had to do that for people that I truly despise. <laughs> We're just like, I gotta think good thoughts against them. Otherwise, otherwise I'm never gonna make it. You know, I'm not going to make it through that. And has it worked? It's always a process, but I think it has worked. I think, you know, the fact that I'm not, the fact that I laugh easy, you know, is, I tell myself that's telling me that it's working, you know, the way that it should. Yeah. It's, 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 it's finding a way to, to, to really just kind of look at, the blessings mm-hmm. you know just keep looking at the blessings and and it doesn't mean you have to pity those people that you don't that you don't care for or you don't have to they're they're just they just don't need that much thought at all other than god bless them hope that it all works out yeah and, you know that kind of thing it's we don't need to be in that cycle of of you know if somebody is coming to troll your life you don't ever need to respond to them you mm-hmm. just hit the button mm-hmm. mute delete whatever it is and just kind of move on you know yeah. unless they're at your house then you got to deal with them right. <laughs> and then you should and then you should deal with them because i think that's a very informed part to go to i think i think we're we're very used to a very sanitized way of dealing with with um difficult people difficult situations just kind of acting like, well, if I never engage, then it's never going to get bad. Sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. You know, there's civil right, civil right activists that never wanted to have a hose turned on them, never right. wanted to deal with any of this stuff. These ones, some of these women that have been that are part of the hashtag Me Too movement, they never looked for anything other than to to show who they are, like to be their bright, bright and shining selves. And then they had somebody do something really horrible to them mm-hmm. that they had to bring to light that they didn't want to bring to light. Right. You know? So we need to we need to really understand that when it comes time to do that, we still have to do our part and ugh, do the ugly, do the yeah. do the you, you don't want to do. Yeah, you got to be a player even in your own life, even when it's not the best circumstances. But that's even oh. like more of the time when you have to be a player. Yeah, it is more of the time. Like that whole thing that happened with the uh, with the gymnastics team and the way the U.S. gymnastics team and how there was this doctor that had been literally having access to these women all on his own for 20 plus years and sexually molesting them. And these women having said things to the, to the, the um, Olympic committee for, for decades, and they were just being shushed and put down and all of these other things until finally somebody that wasn't an Olymp, that wasn't a training Olympian that also had to deal with this doctor said, I'm going to fight this. Like somehow they were able to keep it under 
under wraps within this big organization. But the fact that this one girl said, because he was a, a physician at a, at a university, oh. she said, uh, no, this is not what's supposed to happen. And she pushed it and pushed it and pushed it till it made the papers. And then all these other girls started seeing it and saying, no, this is what I've been talking about. And now it's one of the biggest issues that ever came up, but it took that one girl, that one girl pushing it that much farther, even though there had been girls pushing it and trying to, you know, they basically been told, oh, you're, that's not abuse. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't, you know, over and over and over. Yeah, it's been like using your voice. It doesn't always pay off the way and you think it's going to pay off. Yeah, and it can take a while. Like, yeah, you got to do it anyway. And you got to understand that it's not your fault if it doesn't turn out the way that you think it should have turned out. It doesn't mean that, that, that all is right with the world and that, you know, and it's not going to be hard, but, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta find a way to make make it through it. I was just thinking about the fact that, look, I'm a black woman in America. I've been dealing with levels of struggle in the United States, and that doesn't mean I'm the only one. Mm -hmm. A white woman in America has to deal with a certain amount of struggle. A white man in America has to deal with the fact that nobody wants him to go around crying about anything if his emotions, like all of these stupid roles that everybody's in, are different ways for us to systemically have these this thought process on us yeah. that makes us feel like, like me screaming out is, is somehow being a sissy or something, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. You just got to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm mm -hmm. not going to, I'm not going to buy into that. I like, I mean, I like what you touched on though, because I like, I mean, that's something that I think is that everyone, no matter your race, your gender, your whatever, like everyone has adversity. If it's, you know, especially income, especially these days, you know, and that doesn't apply to race or gender. And it's just like, whether you're in the top 1% or you're down here, like, yep. You know, you've got shit thrown against you that you got to constantly do, constantly do. Everybody does. It's just learning how to navigate and learning not to lash out at others because you're under pressure. Learning how to deal with our feelings and our, our what is okay. And when you just cross the line, when it's just like, no, that's really not cool that you did that one thing. And somebody having the balls to call somebody out and say, no, that's really not cool that you did that one thing. Yeah. So is that, is your thought process just from you being you or, I mean, has it like, have you done like meditation or, you know, books or anything that has sort of like inspired your thinking? Um, the, the getting better at not being mad about it and that, and not, you know, that not being the emotion that I lead with, um, that definitely comes from, um, I started getting into yoga a couple decades ago. And it's still trying to do its work for me. <laughs> it's a process. It's definitely a process that that I that I am always trying to be better at doing. But I, I want to say that a lot of those readings, a lot of that practice, um, I haven't been practicing while we've been in quarantine. But um, a lot of those, a, a lot of that way of thinking and having, you know, a basically a guru here that I'm able to talk to growing up with my dad, who was a black Panther, you know, early on and, and having that, that ability 
um, to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Without a, not with a fight in mind, but just in general to just say, this sounds so basic, but if somebody hurts your feelings and instead of just internalizing that and saying my feelings are hurt and whatever, going and telling that person, you know what, you just hurt my feelings. Cause they might not even know, but that's a part of your voice that a lot of people are really afraid or have never, I don't even know if fear is even part of the conversation because I don't know if they would ever even think to say anything about the fact that somebody hurt their, their feelings. Yeah. And that's just been, I, that part of me is just me to that, that doesn't have that mute button when it comes to bullshit. I have like a no bullshit fil filter kind of thing. Just like, <laughs> it starts to bubble up and it's just like, oh, that's not, that's not doing it for me. Yeah. I don't like, you know? Yeah. That's so awesome. I guess I'm not really a player when it comes to being able to, to maneuver and negotiate and do all these other things. I mean, I, I praise people too, but I'm also really big on, um, on no, that actually sounds like bullshit, like really calling it. It's yeah. I mean, it's speaking the truth, whether it's good or bad. Yep. Yep. And it's hard to take. People don't like, people hate hearing it. And I have found, this is like a divide. Um, me saying that to Tall white men does not go over well with them. They don't usually like it. Because <laughs> there's something in the core of the being that when I'm saying it, they look at me like, she's, this is real. She really means this. And I think I really do have a problem. Like I can see it working in their eyes. Like the gears processing. It's just like, she just said that out loud. And I don't think I like that. I know I have a feeling in me that says that that she's calling me out on something that I'm really doing, but I'm still pissed at her for saying that. So I'm not going to call her. For this Fill in gig. the blank. Whoever <laughs> happens to be the one to like challenge them on it, it'll piss them off the same. That's right. Whoever it is, it's always going to be that bad guy. It's going to be their best friend that goes golfing with them. That, that one time said, you know what, man, that really was a bad idea. And then they never call him again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole thing is, I mean, like, uh, I don't know, um, you know, shutting down relationships or conversations or whatever, like, as soon as it doesn't agree with you 100%, right. just be like, I'm out. Like, sometimes you got to accept the growth opportunity. Exactly, exactly. And it's not who said it was ever going to be easy. That's the other thing we really got to get rid of in this whole thought process of, of mental health. And I, and I mean that in general for everyone out there. Yeah. There's a whole idea that and it's part of this whole pandemic panic. It's, you know, people behaving like, well, this is hard. Uh, yeah, life is hard. It's been hard for a lot of people for a very long time. And if you're now just squealing because it got hard, you're telling on yourself. You're, you're kind of making everybody know that it's been easy. Yeah, <laughs> denial. Or you denial. Or denial, that's true. Denial yeah. is, <laughs> is powerful. Like, like in my head, like, so like the definition of success, right? And um, lots of money, which is so not the right definition of success. But so, but that's what most people think, right? That that's normal. And so I'm thinking like, okay, so you've got like rich people thinking like, oh, they must have it so easy. But even in their life, they've yeah. got struggles and like shit to deal with and challenges. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember one of the cool things that Gilby Clark said once, um, 
he said, he said, uh, it was about money. He said, I remember thinking, you know, before that, that life would just be easier if I had more money. He said, no, it's just life with more zeros behind it. And he said, it gets harder. <laughs> the more zeros you have, the harder it gets. Well, I feel like, cause then I feel like, I guess you just, it's your normal, your, whatever your normal is just keeps, I guess, changing, but it's yeah. like, feeling like, okay, like, like a friend of mine who I was hanging out with recently, she makes good money, like her and her husband, they make good money. Um, but there was a possibility to make more. And I was like, but do you, and with that obviously is a lot of stress more and responsibility. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, at what point do you just tap out and be like, I'm good with this. This is more than enough or like lower your, not lower your living standards, but just adjust your priorities. Right. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that only look at the title, the label, the, and I'm not saying this about your friend at all. I'm just saying yeah. that there's a possibility that we look at the success as a marker, as a thing that we go and we say, well, this would mean that I'm doing even better than I had been doing before. But you're right. Do we want all of that? I know for me, I would say things like, um, you know, more people should know who I am and blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, but do I really want everybody to like me? I don't. I don't. I don't want some pop guy to think that as soon as I use an F-bomb, that somehow I'm doing something, you know, out of character. He, you know, he's looking at me on the wrong. I like to be able to be on my page and say, hey, you don't like what I say. Get the fuck off my page. Yeah. And don't and don't pay any attention to it. Your whatever expectations it is that you have specifically for a, a black woman singing rock and roll music, and you don't think that it's a, like how many of you would jump up in front of uh, Mick Jagger and say, you should smile more? Nobody would ever say that. But sometimes people feel like they have the right to say that to me because like that was my that was my best hashtag me too moment is when I started seeing girls like just say, don't be don't say that to me young girls saying stuff like that to me because I was called, um, I was just told that I was, you know, just being obstinate when I would say things like, what is my face? What is how many smiles I give have to do with shit yeah. that I'm doing? And how come you're not telling that to a guy? Well, you look, you would be so much prettier if you smiled. So look at me. Too. Look like, what am I supposed to do? Walk around like this all yeah. day? I'll tell you what, you can go fuck off. That's yeah. what you could do and never talk to me again and close your eyes. Stop looking at me. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's it too. It's like one expectations are a huge life killer. And yeah. two, um, it just escaped my head while I'm talking right now. <laughs> what are you gonna say? I don't know, but I know, I know myself, the more I try and think about what it was, I won't remember it. So I know, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I just kind of like, Oh, I just got to let that thought go. Yeah. This is, it'll come back or it'll never come back. Yeah. And then I'll be in front of the TV watching some binge watching thing and it'll be like, oh. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, so do you have any like advice or tips that you would share with other rock and rollers, whether it's wellness related or life? Oh yeah. I would, I would actually, you know, it's, this may sound really crazy because I am a really, I'm a people person. I'm a band person. I've always been this way, but I want to tell people, and this goes for bands and your life. It's not a democracy. 
Everybody doesn't get a vote in what you're going to, the decisions and the paths that you're going to make with your life. It's not for you to even take it to committee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about you talking to every friend about every decision you're going to make to have them g- join in on it. It's learning how to listen to your voice yeah. and then make a decision based on your voice, because that's the only way that the muscles grow in your voice. That's the only way that you learn that, oh my God, if I hadn't chosen to do that one thing, I might have gone down this other path. Or because I chose to do this other thing, I went down this path I didn't really want to go on and I've got no one else to blame but myself. So let me start choosing better. I mean, this whole idea of culpability, you know, and and not having it be a thing that people vote on or you ask so many people so that somehow you're not responsible for what happens in your life. You know, I don't buy that shit. I'm tired of hearing, I have like these, I tell my friends, I'm like, you know, I can't listen to you. Your misery bucket is full. I cannot fucking, you need to, even if you dump it, you've already given me all the misery that you can give me and I don't want to hear it anymore. Um, it's over with me. So go do something about your misery. Yeah. You know, don't keep trying to put more shit into it. So that whole thing about not being, dem- life not being democratic is mostly to speak to that so that you you know that you got one person to look in the mirror about your life. Yeah. You. Yeah. So taking ownership over your own life and uh, being decisive. Yeah. Because it, it'll make you look at other people's lives a lot less if you do that too. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you don't have time to talk about how somebody's life is not going the way that it should and blah, 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 because you don't have time. Yeah. If everybody was worried about their own lives, ugh. and when somebody's getting into your life, it's a great thing to be able to tell them, uh, my life is not a democracy for you to have a vote on. Please, please keep that vote to yourself or I'm going to mute you from now on when we're talking. If you need to go and if you need to say that, yeah. I'll, I'll look at your face, but I don't need to hear what you're saying because it doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Far out. Um, what, uh, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote. Um, I want to say I, oh my God, I had it right there. I had two, I had two, but it, now I, now the one, the one that I heard before, uh, man, I want to say it was close to that, that, that Gilby quote, quote, but, um, you know, do unto others. Okay. You know, that, that's a, that's, it's always a good save and it's going to yeah. be my good save. <laughs> You know, it's just, you know, do unto others, whatever it is that you're putting out into the universe and think about that, you know, smile easier, do, you know, laugh easier, do all these other things that you want to have come back to you. And it's easy to say that it's easy to say, you know, but do it at the market, do it in your car when you're, when you're, you know, do it while you're driving. So many people drive like absolute dickheads, you know, be nice, be kind, Yeah. you know. Be kind 247. That's a great quote. Be kind 247. I don't know who said it, but I've been reading it everywhere. Really? Be kind 247. Yep. Be kind. Yeah. Because be kind. if someone needs to like get in front of you in traffic, that could be you in two miles down the road. So that's hey, open up the universe for good things to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's really, it's amazing how once you start thinking, 
leading with love and feeling and actually having that gratitude kind of take over your body, you start to look at the world a little differently. You start to see things and it's, it's, you know, it's not magical. It's just what you, you're creating your own surroundings around you all the time. It's and I don't mean to say that like everybody, yeah, everybody's not strong enough to see it, but you can, if you know that that's where you're trying to get to, let that be your guide. Let, yeah. let, let the fact that you want it to be that way take you there. And I mean, it's a practice and I mean, you, you cultivate it. Like I have a gratitude journal that I do just about every morning. And uh, some mornings I'm like, um, the trees outside, you know? <laughs> but then sometimes it's like something super awesome that I'm really grateful for, but it's just like, it, it lets you really kind of like tune into yourself and how yes. you're feeling and yeah, like just kindness. And take you out of your head. It's like, it's a weird thing. You're in your head to write and to do these things. Cause I do the same thing where I just figure out three things every day. And sometimes I've been repeating the same things, but I'm going to write them. I'm going to write them down because I'm still grateful for them. It doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for them. Yeah. And it just makes you kind of just start what it's like the Grinch, you know, when they talk about how he let that Christmas into his heart and then it just grows five times in the one day once he does that, like it immediately starts to inform your your life and the way that you feel. And yeah. we can all do to feel better every day, even though I feel good. It's not like trying to go make more money. You can always feel good mm -hmm. and say, I wanna feel good some more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like also like, you know, the, the practicality that there are gonna be moments that suck and days that suck but knowing that you that if your default is positivity you know that you can come back to a place of um you know like your heart space instead of but it's it, it just because it's like you know kindness and love doesn't mean like everyone's expecting you to walk around smiling all the time <laughs> no we have this rule in the van too it was one of those things that the way that we were able to keep touring and doing what we did you know do all our lives is we're like well you can, everybody gets to quit the band once a day. <laughs> you can quit. All right. I quit today that I quit. Yeah. You, just stay. you know, it, but you can hit that limit. You can hit that limit that you, that you tell yourself it's okay. And it's not the end of the world. If you quit, it's not the end of the world. I quit. I give up. I wake up the next day and then it's just like, okay, I'm back. I'm back. I don't have to explain anything. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. It just had me being able to physically say, I quit. Yeah. Then, to, to separate from it enough to like regroup. Exactly. Exactly. You do whatever you say, whatever you can, if denial can be as strong as that is, why not let it work that way? Why not, why not corner these, these ways of thinking technically negatively or in a way that doesn't really help you? Why not coerce them? into making you feel good or into making you feel like, you know, cause people do it, successful dieters do it all the time where they just say, oh, I messed up, I had this thing and I quit that day, but then they just come back on and they, you know, get back and get back in track and get back on focus and yeah. whatever it is, whatever that means, you're doing what you need to do at that very moment. And it's okay for you to do it. You're not a failure because you did it. You're, yeah. 
you're looking at yourself with softer eyes because of it. And I think that that's really important. Yeah, that's and that's what I was going to say was um, having kindness for yourself. Kindness to yourself, which is the hardest thing that the hardest lesson that I ever learned was that I might have been being kind to other people, but I was not really looking out for myself. And those were choices. You know, you want to look at it and say, well, those women and blah, blah, and all this. Just, no, you just have to, instead of pointing the finger, just change it. Just yeah. stop. Just do something else. Even if you just do it today, just do it today and see what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because every day is a new opportunity. Girl. Ain't never been nothing more true. And then it never, ever, and it will never change. It will always be like that. And I yeah. love that. Until you best... don't wake up one day and then you <laughs> fucked up and you should have had more kindness because now you're out. <laughs> That's right. And then, and then you got nothing to worry about. Then yeah. it's like all free sailing. Then it's just like there are all the worries are gone. You don't even have to worry about it anymore. But while we have time to do something, whatever it is that we want to change in our lives, we can just change it in our lives. Yeah. You know, not a big thing. It's not something we need to be worried about. Yeah. So do you have any cool projects or anything, you know, coming up, coming out, anything you want people to know about? Um, we are, we are working on a new record. Um, I'm a, it will be, I have no idea when it's going to be out. It's this, this whole clock of time has just been so weird. Yeah. So much touring has been rearranged and rediscovered. But if anybody ever wants to find out what's going on with the Bell Rays, they can go to thebellrays.com or um, they can find us on spot on um, Instagram at the Bell Rays. Um, they can find us on Facebook uh, on our Bell Rays page. Um, it there's just so many ways to. Never be without us. They can also find me, Lisa K. Kaula, um, at Lisa K. Kaula on um, Instagram. And I think I have a Lisa K. Kaula website that they can find me at. So there's going to be stuff going on. I'm always singing. We're doing weekly, we, we call it Nooners on Instagram. Yeah. Where we do, uh, I call it single song therapy for, for our changing times. And uh, I feel like it's a really it's really cool to just do a concert that's basically one song. Yeah. Oh, it's like everything that you ever saw on television. Anytime they'd ever show a concert, it was always like everybody's trying to get in there to go see the concert and then the concert would happen and then it would be one song. Yeah. So then Bob and I just said, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just do, because we couldn't figure out how to make Instagram allow us to, to be on Instagram for as long as uh, we could be on our Facebook page. So we couldn't do the same show. Uh -huh. So we figured, well, We'll get one song in. And then we just said, oh, well, let's just do that. That'll be our nooner. It's just what, the one song. Is there one song that you've done that has been like, oh my God, this was like the best nooner. People fucking love this one. <laughs> the one that we just did for Halloween. I don't know why people, we well, I should know why. We were dressed in costume. Okay. We were dressed in our costume. And one of the things that I do that seems to really, um, engender a lot of love is I play the kazoo to help out with the guitar. I've seen um, that in a couple, yeah. I've, I've always loved the kazoo. I've always thought of it as being an underrated instrument. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, we need bass or we need a guitar or we need horns. Yeah. I can do that now. As long Still as I don't have to. 
<laughs> and it makes people happy. It makes people happy. So if you need a kazoo, the Bellrays have kazoos for sale at our store. Really? Um, thebellrays.com. Go to thebellrays.com and you'll find them. They say That's rock show on them. <laughs> rock show kazoos. What yeah. color are they? Red. Awesome. My tea color. <laughs> and we have come full circle and i think this is the time mic drop we're out <laughs> lisa thank you this has been awesome talking with you and hanging out thank you so much for sharing your insight into being a badass bitch <laughs> thank you and amy i want to say the same to you i think it's really amazing to have people out there thinking like you're thinking that we can that all we have to do is really want to help people, want to be well, want to be, want to be our best selves. That's really all we're striving to do. And thank you for shining a light on that and reaching out to a community that I think really, really is open to that. They just need maybe I'm being not. pointed in the right direction, nudged, pointed in the right direction, kind of knowing that you might think that you're okay but you're not really okay you need some help mm -hmm. you need to lean on somebody you need to lean on somebody you know or a complete stranger but you need some propping up we all do i need it yeah you know? we all do 100%. and it's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with needing other people yep community like we as a people like as humans you know evolution like we are tribe people we need to yes. be humans and rely on each other and what it like it takes a village or takes a village to raise a baby, you know? To raise a child, yeah, it takes yeah. a village to raise a child. And that is that has never been more true than it is now. And I feel like those are the positive parts of social media and what we can glom onto is that you can actually go out there and pick the tribes that you wanna be a part of, pick the things that you wanna see. I just tell everyone, pick wisely. Don't act like it's one of those things that, oh, it doesn't really matter. Everything that we say that about, it doesn't really matter other than the way that somebody might think about you because that shit really doesn't matter. The stuff that really does matter every day are all the choices we make, the people that we decide to be around, the ideas that we decide to follow, the, you know, whether we want to look at ourselves in the mirror or whether we, whether we want to hear our truth or we want to keep telling ourselves lies. Yep. And those are, that's a, that's a choice that people have to make. Yeah. So act responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 You're gonna need more than your smile to make me ease my troubled mind. You're gonna have to try harder to make me leave my kids behind try to walk a mile in my shoes before you understand these blues and try to ease my troubled mind i'm gonna give you lots of time before i throw my kids